0: Welcome to uh, Dead Idea of a Hollow Neo-Tokyo Gaiden Arctic Blast uh, Mountain Thunder. Whatever, dog. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what to call this. I was like, when I started the show again on reruns, um, I expected to do one, a new one, about once a month. Uh, the show has found some new, new fans, um, but not... Not to the degree that I can really justify making new content on a regular basis. And not because I'm lazy or I don't want to. I love the Idea of a Hala. I love you for listening to it. I just, uh, you know, it just, it's time intensive and I'm doing like a thousand other fucking things. Um, while everything else is going on. So, but I, I did have um, a cat that just popped in there. Um, I did have a, a couple things I wanted, you know, I'm cheesed about. Wanted to get out of my craw. That's not true. I just had a, you know, actually, I just wrote a thing that would be a second part, and I didn't have anything to do with it um, other than it, it's, you know, a classic did idea of a, a sketch. So I, I wanted to throw that in there. And then, uh yeah, the first part, you know, I just figured I could check in on everybody and, you know, just kind of a blog, you know, just kind of uh, just catching you up with my life. You can catch me up with your life. We'll just get together and get in some flannel pajamas and, you know sit down and just cuddle up and watch a popcorn and eat a junior mint together we'll eat it like lady and the tramp <laughs> so, so we're already kissing by the time we actually get to the junior mint and then we're just rubbing chocolatey mint all over each other's teeth using our teeth um that doesn't work so yeah so what's going on with me um i'm okay uh, I feel like I'm at this weird point in my life where, like, there's all these decisions and existential crisisy stuff. You know, real quarter life. I mean, quarter life, come on. I, I am 32. There's <laughs> there is no way that I'm going to... If you look at me and tell me I'm going to live to 120. Um, but really, you know, like, probably about two-thirds of life to three-quarters of life crisis um, going on right now. And uh, just, you know, what what defines me. What am I? You know, I'm kind of coming to terms with some of that stuff in the wake of the breakup. Um, and I have all these things that are just, like, sad things that I just have to do. You know, there's no uh, there's no getting around it. There's no fixing it. They are not problems to solve. They are just sad things. Um, you know, chief among them, the divorce. Uh, one reason not to get divorced, um, you know, would be kids. And the other reason would be—I mean, there's just there's really just two reasons not to get divorced, um, you know, the kids, and then uh, the fact that it's a ridiculous amount of complicated paperwork. Like we have to uh, have to put in an application, and then waive a you know an application to waive a waiting fee, and then there's a summons and a serving and all of this shit. It's very complicated, and I am bad at that stuff. Like everybody has their strengths. I feel like I have strengths. Uh, my strengths are not dealing with paperwork and everything like i had to do my taxes for the first time you know since uh you know me and crystal broke up she did them for seven years before that and uh you know that was a a thing i I use the the internet web application that makes it all super easy and they're just asking me you know foolproof questions that are proof in this fool you know just uh uh Super hard. So I'm bad at that kind of thing. It's part of the reason why I struggle with college and all that jazz. Um, <clears throat> and when I say I'm bad at it. I'm bad at things that are boring to me, <laughs> I guess as part of it. Like I just I don't see see the point in it. And I understand that life is made up of ninety percent sticky paperwork that glues all the the good shit together. But I hate it. It's like you made a. It's like if you made like a, a you know a, a savory. Uh, uh you know cobbler or not a cobbler they aren't savory cobblers it's like if you made a quiche but then you used like sweet molasses to keep it together or something like that and it's like all these individual quichlets are all delicious you know but in between it's all this n- nasty bitter sweet molasses that uh comparison didn't work at all uh but you know what i mean connective tissue that puts life together is like mailing bills and reading leases, and I have no patience for that shit. I'm really bad at it, and don't do well when I'm bored. It's really hard to bore me, but like I don't do well. And this, I understand. I sound like a precious little asshole. Like, don't bore me, world. Who oh, gets done? You know, but that's uh, that's what that's the truth. So I have to sit down and do all that paperwork and everything. That's gonna be a huge pain in the ass. Um, and it's just emotionally weird, you know. It's not like I don't want to do it. I don't want to uh, re get together with my wife, um, my wife. I, I don't want to do that. I just, uh, uh, you know, thinking about it is sad. That's all there is to it, you know. I. It's just it's it's sad to think about. It's very final, and very. Uh, you know, it makes me reflect on the whole, the whole experience and, you know, drags me into those pits of like, this was a mistake, this whole thing was a mistake, it had no value, which isn't true, but thinking about it this way, you know, actually literally kind of erasing it makes me think that. So, that sucks. Um, I think it's time to do it, for sure. I, uh, so, I, you know, I'm, I've dated this whole year. It's been really great. Um, you know, I've made a lot of friends, as I mentioned before, um, got a girlfriend now who is wonderful. Um, she is an amazingly impressive lady and, uh, the, you know, we're crazy compatible in in a lot of different ways and everything. she listens to this. She's probably just sitting down, you know, awkward, but hopefully not. Um, yeah, so all that stuff is good and there are other good things going on in my life. Like podcast stuff is going good, continues to go good. Um, you know, I started that YouTube channel. That's going pretty well. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but I'm that quarter-life crisis thing, so I'm re-examining myself in the wake of this breakup-divorce thing, um, and then in the wake of, uh, you know, what I am and what I do makes no, no sense to me. Like, I've never, I've talked about this before on the show. I'll talk the ear off of anyone I actually talk to because I'm a single-issue voter, apparently, but, like, I've never... I felt like I had a, a role in the world that the world actually wants, right? So like I can I can do all of this uh, this podcraft and I can do this video gaming stuff and people like it and it gets a response and that's awesome. I really appreciate it. I can't find anyone to pay me for it, which money isn't everything. Like I'm not a greedy man, but I can't do everything I want to do because I'm wasting this time at my day job. And, uh, which I like. Okay. I adore my coworkers. The job itself is not, you know, very stimulating and it's not, you know, like what I want to do is like, I want to make jokes and I want to, you know, produce content and I want to, you know, I want to do what I do. I mean, this is not a profound point, right? So me saying, I want to do what my hobbies are for a living is everyone. Right. But my hobbies are productive and, creative and great and 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 all that so that's a problem and i was thinking like okay well you know i still have this feeling and this sense that like getting a job doing what i actually want to do is this crazy crap shoot and it's like getting drafted into the mba uh that's right the mba it's like getting drafted into the uh masters of business administration um you know while dinosaurs come back to life and jurassic park burns down to the ground Um, but that's what I want so thinking that that's very unlikely uh, you know I went back to school and I I first went because I hated the jobs I was in and it felt like time and now three years later with three years more to go I am having a worse experience and it is driving me fucking up the wall Um, I'm having a very bad time in school I don't feel like it's very enriching to me Um, you know, that's just me. I'm not trying to call out education as a thing. And I've talked about this a lot, but I think it's like you study the soft arts, you know, if you're an English major, essentially your classes are uh, book clubs and writing workshops, right? Like a literature class is a book club, you know, with, with some added, uh, assignment and some guidance. Um, I have no problem with the guidance and I have no problem with the assignments. Um, the book club part of it, I don't particularly like though, um, You know, college undergrads are not very high-quality, you know, uh, discussion partners, in my experience, for the most part, with some exceptions. And, you know, oftentimes they're just quiet, which is fine. You know, what does that say about this whole education thing, that, like, everyone is just kind of putting their head down and trying to get through it, you know? Um, When they speak up, it's sometimes worse. Like, there's this little pissant in my uh, uh, literature class right now who is crazy, like feminist, and I, I love feminism, I love women, uh, but he insists on reading all works through a feminist lens, and there's something really inhuman about it, and I'm realizing that like I kind of think that there's something really unhuman about that kind of academia, um, and I had to be careful because like a broad dismissal of academia is... Real ignorant, and and it would be like the verbal equivalent of like, you know, breaking my neck trying to suck my own dick, or something like that. But it just you know you can't. There's no. It's so considered. There's no human reaction to something. You know, like we were reading uh, Raymond Carver. I really like. I'd read a little bit of him before, but not any serious amount. And Raymond Carver, if you've never read him, uh, the, you know, create you know more or less started this literary movement of minimalism, and writes uh, really direct stories about people being drunk and unhappy um, with kind of no clear conclusion. And they're wonderful. Like, I really liked it. And, you know, this guy is, you know, really upset because he's, he's calling him a misogynist because the guys in the stories are assholes and the girls are not very powerful. And there's just no part of him that conceives that, like, there can be something else to take from it or that uh, that's not the point. Like, I don't... I understand that, like... Looking at those things are very important, right? but react in a human way to, to something like I, I I'm sympathetic to the idea that like maybe a story is just a story sometimes, and this is a story about a character with a guy who's an asshole. He's not portrayed well, like nobody comes off well in these stories. like it's drunk, unhappy people hitting each other and yelling at each other for the most part. so that he's an asshole. the girl is an asshole. Everyone's an asshole because they're drunk and they're, you know, poor. And this is the world that he's writing about. And it feels to me very, like, natural and very, uh, like, emotional. You know, like, there are feelings involved. And to have this guy, all he can take from it is that, like, it's a regressive work. Um, and it kind of climaxed, like, the teacher's on my side. The teacher's always on my side in these things. Like, I always like the teachers in these classes. And the teacher, you know, said something like, uh, maybe... He's not misogynist because of X, Y, and Z. And the guy compares him to the KKK in that they're both equally, you know, he wears his misogyny on his sleeve the same way, and we shouldn't give him credit for being an author, for having potentially different, uh, ins- or, uh intentions. You know, we still have to hold him for what he said. It doesn't matter how he what he intends. And that's crazy. Like, where would where would satire be if that were the case? And also, you don't compare, like, uh, Raymond Carver to the KKK. Um... And this like blinding moment of of I don't belong here. Like I'm not enjoying that this. I'm paying an exorbitant amount of money for this. Like I'm putting myself in debt to be next to this little shit. And, you know, so much of modern, you know, kind of brick and mortar education is designed around you, you learn from the group. Like it's a group discussion. I'm supposed to be learning from these people. And uh, I just, you know, unacceptable. So I, I went into a real freak out mode. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, Maybe like try to learn some kind of trade like a a programming language or web development or something like that that could just be a job and I can separate it from my interest and that can be fine and it'll just pay me better, be an easier job and that's it and I don't have to do this. Or I'm going to try to find like a correspondence course or a reputable online program like not an online school because you know university of phoenix those are really evil there's an episode of smart line that's scary as shit uh but something where i'm not interacting with these uh these people you know um and that's how i'm going to get through it because it's already taking up so much of my time that uh is better used in my and much more fulfillingly used for these kind of projects like dead Eye, idea of a you know and uh I can always restart, etc. So essentially, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to quit that. And it hurts me to do it because I'm you know, I'm so far into it and because I don't like feeling like a quitter. Like I want to climb mountains, but this does not feel like climbing a mountain. Like I don't feel proud of it. It's very easy. Like I have a very high GPA, like a near perfect GPA. It's very easy for me to get good marks in school. Um, it's not hard for me to find, or it's not easy for me to find value in it, you know? Um, so I don't know what I'm going to be though Like, right? so uh, right now I'm just kind of this office clerical thing I got a uh, promotion back in September so it's a slightly better version of the job than what I had initially which I was a receptionist um, it's not good enough though it's not like this is my job now kind of job so I need to figure something out if you have any ideas join the like, we'll start a contest and you can tell me what I should be when I fucking grow up um, ugh. I don't know, man. And this isn't a profound thing. Like, everybody feels like this from time to time, right? Like, this is the state of people in their 20s, except for those weird, mythical, happy people who are around everywhere. I into that have satisfying jobs and feel like they're changing the world and, and helping people and have things they're actually interested in and actually have things that they want to be. Um, so it was really easy for them to go to school and try to be that. And then, uh, and then they did that. Um, you know or who have supportive parents um you know who can pay for them to have an exploratory phase in their schooling where they uh try out a bunch of different things like that's you know except for those two categories of people like this is just how it is right right don't let start this is the worst
1: part when you for all the world you're my precious little girl but don't
2: Chapter 23 Whales, Whales, Whales. Captain Ahab emerged from below deck one blustery morn to find the deck of the Pequod covered with whales. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight whales, and one tiny whale afterward. Big whales, small whales, red whales, blue whales, whales to the right, whales to the left, whales ahead, and whales behind. The sun shoon overhead, beating down on said whales, while they smiled and frolicked. Ishmael, the captain bellowed, what is the meaning of all these whales? Ishmael crept up cheerily. "'Tis your birthday, Captain. Quick Craig and I, well, we thought you'd like it.' Ishmael quivered in anticipation as the captain stroked his scraggly black beard. "'You thought I'd like it, did you, Ishmael?' "'Yes, sir.' "'Is that what you thought?' The captain was pacing now, his pig on the deck sounding like half a horse galloping on a movie set. "'Sir, I'm so
0: sorry. "'I just thought, you know... The, the, the way that you're fascinated with whales.
2: Captain Ahab grabbed Ishmael by the lapels. Like it, Ishmael? I love it. Tell Dash Chico to bring the drinking wine. Bring Stubb up from Port Aft and have him bring his cigars. Gather the crew and we shall have ourselves a whale party.
0: Oh, Captain, you've made me so happy.
2: Ishmael was nearly in tears his salty cries mixing with the salty sea air. He sped down deck to gather the crew. Hwee Quig, Stub, Dagogogo, Flask, Trub, Crobe, Fetalala, and last but not least, grumpy old Starbuck. All the crew came along happily and, why not, whale party, All the crew except for grumpy old Starbuck, of course. Ishmael came across Starbuck in his room.
0: Starbuck, sir, we are having a whale party up deck. The captain has asked me to gather the crew for for the whale party.
2: Starbuck was staring at a picture of a whale.
0: Ishmael, have I told you lately how much I hate this boat and everyone on it? Especially the whale-obsessed fool? Yes, sir. Yesterday, in fact. You were saying that if you were to meet the white whale, you might feed him the captain's other leg after you had poisoned the captain, thus killing two birds-slash-captain-slash-whales with one leg. I, I was a bit confused at the time, honestly. Well, yes. This entire obsession with whales. It will be the death of us all. Tell me, Ishmael, are you afraid of whales?
2: Ishmael had heard this
0: before. Yes, sir. Starbuck harrumped. Well, good. I won't have anyone on my crew that isn't afraid of whales. Be they white whales, old whales, red whales, or blue whales. Ishmael joined him in song. Small whales, big whales, thin whales, thick
2: whales. Starbuck continued.
0: Smart whales, dumb whales, finger whales, thumb whales. Good. You have passed my trial. Tell the captain I will be up in a fort minute.
2: When Ishmael went top deck again, he found the whale party had already started. Grobe was filling a blowhole with whiskey, and drinking it when the spigot thus rushed. Queekwake was explaining to a particularly lonesome whale that there are no guarantees in the world, and Flask was filling his namesake with whale tears for good luck. Captain Ahab was gleefully riding on top of a spout of water, while a whale below strained to provide pressure. "'Ishmael, have a cigar and pull up a blowhole. "'Whales! Whales! (laughs) How I am obsessed with whales!' "'Ishmael stared at his captain and wiped a tear away from his eye. "'A particular handsome whale slid up to Ishmael.
0: "'What's the matter, human?'
2: he asked.
0: "'Nothing is the matter, my blubbery friend.' But why is your eye blowhole spouting? Sometimes our kind cries when we are happy. Our heart is filled with emotion. It's as big as a ewe. The
2: handsome whale started nuzzling Ishmael's knee. Starbuck came topside, took one look at the pod of whales, and jumped off the deck of the ship. Oh, whales, he screamed. You have all lied to me. Not one of you is afraid of whales, as he fell into the blustery depth. Starbuck, what shall we do without your harpoon collection? The captain called off to him, who was interrupted by a friendly whale shooting him a smile. Ah, whales, he mused. What would I do without you? The captain kissed the whale on the tail and scratched its ruddy belly. Ishmael looked at the camera and said, Whales! The good for
1: what wails you. of the Dead Idea of Ahalla podcast. If you like the podcast, please tell your friends
0: about it. Join it on Facebook, follow it on Twitter, send me an email. Um, go to your local library, read a book. You don't actually need to drink eight glasses of water a day, that's a myth. Just drink water when you're thirsty, listen to the podcast when you want to, but tell people about it always if you like it. i really appreciate it. Go to www.deadideabahala.com. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart and the top of my heart,